0: It's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Um, so Exodus chapter five, Moses is leading the people um, out of the promised land, and he's not yet got to the point in the story. If you've been, if you've been following with us, we haven't got to the part where he goes to Pharaoh to confront them. He's grown up. He's gone through his own trials, um, and he's about to. Uh, He's about to finally step in and confront Pharaoh. And the whole idea of the story is that people are going from captivity, from bondage, to freedom. Um, and let me just say this before we do the reading. Uh, it, it, it should go without saying, to me this is incredibly obvious, but sometimes it just needs to be said, God wants better for your life. So in case you, you grew up or you were under the understanding somewhere along the way that God didn't want better for your life, um, let me just be clear. God wants better for you. And um, we're going to talk about that during this series in Exodus. It's about leaving what is holding you down. You, probably everybody here has your own Egypt, something that's holding you down, holding you back. And God wants to take you from that to a place of freedom and fulfillment called the promised land. So it's the journey. It's all about how this happens in life. Exodus 5. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. Now, this is the first time that he actually confronts Pharaoh. So up until this point, uh, Moses has been told by God, you're supposed to go to Pharaoh, you're supposed to talk to him. And Moses keeps saying, well, I'm not very good at talking and what if they don't listen to me and who am I that I should do it? He has all of these reasons why he's not gonna do it. But this is the time he finally confronts Pharaoh. Here's what we're gonna talk about today, ready? Sometimes in life, things have to get worse before they get better. Anybody know this to be true in your life? Sometimes in life, things have to get worse before they get better. This is, in some ways, in some ways, this is the most important message of Exodus. A lot of times, people want their life to be better, and I try to start it with saying, God wants your life to be better. So there's a couple of things to think about. Um, But... What happens is a lot of times in life, we don't want to go through the experience of what it's going to take for our life to be better. Because if you went to anybody that was trying to help you, let's say a a banker or a psychologist or whatever area of life you're trying to get better, a a health fitness coach or something like that, you say, I want my life to be better, but all I want to experience is happiness, pleasure, 24 hours a day. I don't think they're going to have much to offer you. So, this is the first time that he confronts Pharaoh. And as we've been saying in this, in this series, don't just think of Pharaoh externally as somebody that you need. Think of Pharaoh as that voice in your head that keeps holding you back, pushing you down. Um, when you try to improve your life, you're going to struggle. You're just going to notice this. Think of any area of life. I'm going to go through four, four, or maybe five today. We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about improving our mental health. We call it or your, your thinking capacity, how you think about life, physical well-being. But pick any one. Once you try to make some strides, you immediately find yourself facing resistance. Now. Uh, I'll give you a free confession. Who here has already blown your 40-day Lent thing? There they are. Look, there's honest people. I love it, right? Look at that. And why? I mean here we are It's church. Why not, right? Just be honest. Why? Because it's hard. Because you, you make this commitment, you say, I'm gonna do this. Pharaoh doesn't just roll over and go, great idea. What we learn throughout this story is Pharaoh is stubborn. I will harden his heart. I will harden his heart. Code for your mind is stubborn. Your thinking patterns are set. It's going to take some work to reconnect your patterns of thinking. It takes work for you to think differently, to operate differently. You ever go to someone else's house to stay the night? And you know you have your routine and the way you do things, and you were at someone else's house and they do things really backward. They do them wrong. Like, you know, just in other words, some people get up and they do certain things a certain way, and it's just unnerving to you. Like, you guys are doing everything wrong. You know, the first thing you do is everybody chill. You have coffee, nothing happens. Things should move very slowly in the morning, right? And other people, man, they get up and everything's just running around and you're like, wait a minute. Now, you you have yourself patterns, and this is true, right? That's why some people, they can't ever stay at anyone else's house. Just freaks them out. Like, you aren't doing it right. You know, the best they can do is a hotel where they at least can control the environment. Why? Because you, you get used to things. They were used to being slaves in Egypt. And once there's movement, Pharaoh hardens and says, no, 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 no your brain will do the same thing. You gave up chocolate for Lent for a week and a half, right? And somebody will tell you later that Lent's longer than a week and a half, all right? But you gave it up, and you started, and man, all of a sudden, you felt like, you know, it was day number nine, and your head was hurting. You're like, I just know that chocolate will take away the headache, and, and you have these cravings, and you, You got rid of most of the chocolate, but you know where some is way at the top of a (laughs) cupboard, you know. And so you find your way to there. And, oh, and when the minute you eat it, it tastes terrible. No, no, no. Oh, no, it tastes good. And immediately you have all these sensations. You're like, oh, that's better. And where are you going? Back to where you were, right? Now, personally, I'm a fan of chocolate. I, you know, it's something I would never give up for Lent, but... uh, you you, you you, get the idea. You're trying to make change in your life. Uh, let's, say, let's say you're having a financial challenges. I want to make some changes. You know, Got ourselves into debt, and I don't know what, how we got here, and I want to make some changes. I want to make some changes. So this is the hard thing to do, the confrontation with Pharaoh is this. Ready? Facing reality. Facing reality. You know, one of the things we do, let's say, we're, we are, let's say our health is poor, or let's say our finances are poor. You know, the one thing that we do, we constantly live in denial. We avoid looking at the checkbook, or we, we avoid balancing it, or we avoid opening the big fat envelope that says Visa on it. And this is what we do, because we don't want to know. Avoid standing in front of the mirror. Just there it is. There it is. That's reality, right? I mean, you know, you, we, we like, we, we, but this is true. This is whatever whatever our thing is. We don't want to know. Uh, sometimes uh, I've worked with a lot of people in relationships. They don't want to know that it's broken. They they don't want to know. They don't want because it, it's painful to talk about. It's painful to realize. Confronting Pharaoh is this. When they finally he says they go to Pharaoh, this is what confronting Pharaoh is. Confronting Pharaoh is looking at yourself in the mirror. It's opening the checkbook. It's doing, it's it's looking at the scale. It's whatever it is that says this is reality. As painful as that is, this is reality. No, no, it's gonna get better. How many know I said it's gotta get worse before it gets better, but it's gonna get better. I believe. Can I tell you something? That song that they sang—it was—it it, it couldn't have been—it it couldn't have been better because the, the, in the middle of that song they said, "If the if the story is bad, it's not at the end. Your story's going to end good. Look here, your story is going to end good." You say, "Chris, well, how do you know?" Like I'm, I'm a complete idiot. God is good. I, I've made a mess. I've done that. God is. Your story's going to end good. And and I don't have time to play that whole thing out, but let me just tell you this. Where God's taking you is good, but sometimes it has to get worse before it gets what? Better. You have to confront. That's step one. I, I have to confront. At some point, I have to face. What's the easiest thing to do in the world? Lie to yourself. And then here's the kicker. Once you lie to yourself, once you deceive yourself, how do you know? How do you find your way out? I mean, think of the, the logic between, behind self-deception. I've, now I've deceived myself. I've convinced myself of something that's not true. How do you get out of that? Because you're the one that lied to yourself. And now you believe your own lie. And now you're what? Stuck. Everybody say, stuck. Stuck. You ever meet someone that's just stuck? That's what Egypt is. You're Stuck. You're stuck. Believe in your own story. Confronting Pharaoh is the courage to look in the mirror. It says they go to Pharaoh and they say, let my people go. This is the first step. Now, once you confront your mind, (laughs) the Pharaoh here is going to fight you tooth and nail. Because what your mind wants is just the status quo. Just wants the status quo. So I have a, like a current health challenge. I can't tie my shoes. That's a health challenge. Like, you know, it gets right there. And, uh, and all of a sudden I've realized I, realize I gotta I got do something about this, you know? And every step of the way, every answer, no matter who I turn to, involves some level of pain for me to get to tying my shoes again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's no free lunch here. Like, well, how, how often do you stretch? I go, <laughs> stretch? Like, reach for coffee cups? You know, I reach. Uh, he's like, no, like, I, I get on the floor and do stretches. And I go, well, I don't, I don't do that, you know. And I used to fake that back in high school. You know, when we had football, I'd fake it. I'd just bend over a little bit. Now it's catching up to me. Anybody with me? You, you, you have to confront it and then you have to face this thing. It's going to fight back like crazy. And it's the difference between avoiding something and approaching it. Avoiding it and approaching it. What are you constantly avoiding? I do the same thing, all right? We're all human here. But at some point, You're going to need to address it. There's a little thing that happens right before this, and I don't know if you picked up on it. I'll go back to Exodus 5.1. It says, afterward, Moses and who? Aaron. Moses and Aaron. They were together. And right before this, it says, God told Aaron, go to Moses, he needs you. This will help you. This will help you if you listen to this. Because we deceive ourselves, we all do. I got it all day. We deceive ourselves. We need someone to wake us up. We need the courage to confront Pharaoh. We need a sidekick. We need a partner. Oftentimes, to make real change in your life, especially in the stubborn areas, all right, especially the stubborn areas, you're going to need a sidekick. You need someone else to come in and say, I'll go with you, man. I'll go with you. We'll go talk to them together. You might be dealing with something in your life and maybe now at this point you feel ashamed about it or whatever and you've let it get too big in your head and so God says, Aaron, go help. Go help Moses. It's at that point. It's right after their meeting. This is why it's important to notice in this story. Right after that meeting that he goes and talks to Pharaoh. It's okay if you need help. Can I just say that? One of the things, one of the reasons that we provide all the things that you heard me make all of these announcements at the church for, why? Because I have nothing to do except plan different events. No, there's, there's a reason that we do them. Why? Because you're going to bump into somebody. And you're, you're, your gut's going to say, oh, don't talk to people. People are weird. Just sit there and you know, get through it and listen to the message and get out. But something's going to happen. You're going to bump into somebody. And then you're going to start a conversation, and that conversation is going to turn into a, an acquaintanceship, and the acquaintance is going to turn into a friendship. And the next thing you know, you're going to have somebody on your team. This, there, there's a reason that we're a family. There's a reason that we do all this extra stuff. It's so that you can meet people that might be the errand in your life when you need to confront Pharaoh, when you need the courage. You're going to have somebody else there to do it. You would think of all the people like Moses, who, the one guy that didn't need anybody. Everybody needs somebody. And if you mark this down, this will help you. Let's say you're, let's say you're, you're, you're going go to go, you're going to get do do something to get in shape, or go back to the gym, or whatever it is. You can read statistic after statistic, research after research, study after study. Will tell you, people do better if they have a partner. Are there some outliers? Of course, there's always outliers. People do better if there's a partner. Can you meet me at the gym? Yeah, I'll meet you there. I'll be as grumpy and tired as you are, right? But what? What? anybody know that's done this knows us, You're always happy when you leave. You're happy when you leave. Can you can you help me? Here's a hard one. Can you help me get out of debt? Sure. I'll help you get out of debt. I'll, I'll be a... Coach for you? It's going to be painful. Hmm? I had to go to the stretching place where they start to trying to fix my back. They go, it's going to hurt a little. It's going to hurt a little. Someone's going to coach you financially. It's going to hurt a little. Huh? How much did you pay for that triple non fat whippy whip caramel dip? <laughs> 14 29 You can't have that anymore gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. This is Folgers. (laughs) Huh? Learned that from grandma. This is Folgers. It's yummy. you, you, you You can't have that anymore. It's okay if you need help. That's all I'm trying to get across is that sometimes you and I, we need it, and you can still get there. So let me go through these. Your mental health, the way you're thinking, you're depressed, you're anxious, you're worried, you're angry. What a lot of times happens when people have all of these, like, raging thoughts is we find quick solutions. That's where we have, like, drug addictions or alcoholic problems or all, the, all kinds of other things. But oftentimes it's because we're avoiding instead of approaching. i got to approach this thing that I've been avoiding. And I'm, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm scared to do it. I don't want to do it. Let me, let me go forward in the story and see if you can pick up on what we're saying. So they confront Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, Who is the Lord that I should obey him? I don't know him. And I will not let Israel go. Your body's screaming back at you, your mind's screaming back at you. No way. We're not doing that. We're not drinking Folgers. It's disgusting. I deserve a good Starbucks now and then. I, I shouldn't go off, but I do not understand anybody that is in debt that goes to Starbucks. I don't, I don't understand that. that. If nothing told you that your mind is in bondage in Egypt and that, I, I don't. you paid $7 for a coffee and you're in debt? Can I be polite? That defines stupid. <laughs> it defines it. it. But, you know, we could pick all of our other things. Oh, well, Chris, you being so mean because I deserve. You deserve whatever you want to say you deserve, but you're getting what you're getting. And it's only someone that wakes you up that says, this is just perpetuating the problem. And it's going to be uncomfortable. So Pharaoh gets testy with them. He says, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, Pharaoh gives this order, verse 6, to the foremen and the slave drivers, no longer supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and get their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They're lazy. That's why they're crying out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the men so they keep working and paying no attention to the lies. Moses comes. He thinks, this, all right, all right, God, here we go. This is going to be good. We're going to let Pharaoh have it, and it does not go well. And then what do the people think of Moses? Are they appreciating? Just like a couple of things I said that you didn't appreciate. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes I say things that people do not appreciate them. Sometimes what Moses is trying to do is get you out, but what Moses did is he made life more miserable for these people. If you could only look on the surface, oh, this is a gem. If you only look on the surface, all that guy does is make life more miserable for me. Moses he ain't taking us nowhere good comes in here. Now we get up to make the, the, we have to get up twice as early because now we have to go find straw to add to the mix that they used to give us. Now work is twice as hard. Sometimes things have to get worse before they get what? Better. That's the lesson. Go through the worse. Go through it so it can be better. Make the work harder. Then the slave drivers and the foreman went out and said to the people, This is what Pharaoh says. I will give you no more straw. <laughs> the Israelites, the foreman went and appealed to Pharaoh, Why are you treating us this way? No straw, and yet we're supposed to make bricks. Pharaoh said, Lazy. That's what you are. Lazy. That's why I keep saying, That's why you keep saying, Let us go and sacrifice. Now get to work. You're not given any straw. And the quota stays the same. When the Israelite foremen realized they they were in trouble, when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks, the quota stays the same. When they left Pharaoh, the foreman did what? They went to find Moses. May the Lord look upon you and judge you. You've made us a stench to Pharaoh. So these guys go to Pharaoh. They're not happy with Pharaoh. Or, 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 or Pharaoh goes to them. They go to Moses. Moses, what are you doing? May God judge you. Then what does Moses do? He goes to God. God, what are you doing? Look here. This is what you're going to say. This is what you're going to say in the middle of honestly making a real good change in your life. God, what are you doing? You know how most people think the changes are? Jesus tried to teach this to the disciples. Because what they would always assume is, you know, they saw a couple of miracles, so they just assumed, oh, if there's no bread, bam, God makes bread appear. Now, can God ever do anything? Of course, of course, of course. But that's not how daily life works. How many of you, instead of going to McDonald's or your kitchen or wherever you go to get breakfast, you just say a prayer and it appears? No, how does daily life work? Daily life work is you have to get a J-O-B. That's how daily life works. Everybody look up here. Huh? But, but it's, is it in there? Yeah, you, I, but it, isn't there a story in the Bible where God just like, I could just take your lunch and we could just multiply it and you just get the job? Daily life requires a job. That's just how life works. And... And so, what happens in this story is they they want to have they want to have the, the the promised land, but they don't want to go through this patch, this really difficult patch where they have to fully fully confront Pharaoh. Now, this is an important part of the story. You could say Moses already confronted this problem. The whole Bondage, slavery, Egypt thing. Remember when Moses, do you remember when Moses killed the Egyptian? Remember that? It's way back earlier in the, we did this. He just goes up and kills the guy. He sees him oppressing an Israelite and he just kills him and he goes, Moses confronted it. He did something about it. No, he didn't. It was cheap. It was wrong. It was not God's way, right? That was easy for Moses. Moses was trained in Pharaoh's house. He might have had a sword with him. This guy probably had nothing. You know, we don't know, but it just, in the text, it makes it sound like it was just, it was nothing for Moses. He was just venting, perhaps. This was going to get the people free, a much more difficult thing. That, that tactic of just going out and whacking a guy was just going to escalate the problem. A lot of times what people do when they're trying to make a change in their life is they try for something quick and easy. That's what the stuff you see on TV late at night. It's all in a bottle. Come on, America, please, dear God, wake up. Please, America, dear God, wake up. It's late at night. You're delirious, you got problems, your back hurts, your hip hurts, this hurts, you got problems with your kids, and they got, there's 17 different medications that you could be taking and all of them would fix you. Now, I'm not talking about that there isn't anything ever legitimate. Of course, I'm not a pharmacist. But are we buying all this? No, seriously, we should think about these things. That With all of these medical options, we still have the greatest mental health problems in the world, in America. We just don't want it to get worse, you know? Like, I'm guilty, you know, like Charlie fell yesterday. She fell off of her stool. She cried. She she pinched her finger. Ah! what, what do I do? I run over there, and I try to fix it somehow. I can't fix it. Hmm? So I'm learning from this story, and so I just, to teach her a lesson, I just pinched it myself. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do just, you, you, you. Life is hard. You, look here. Life is hard. It's, you're going to go through this, but it's going to get better. Now what happens? You start drinking Folgers like nobody's business. Huh? You get a Folgers cup. You're so proud of it. Huh? Huh? You know, you know, you did the math. This costs 14 cents per cup. No, do it, do it. Do the math and be proud of it. It cost me 14 cents. 14 cents, not $3.89, 14 cents. (sighs) Starts tasting sweeter after a while. You get down there and you do those stretches, you let that guy Rank your leg where it hurts a little bit, and you go through it, you go through it, you go through it. And like you're saying say, you know, your leg go- does go further. It has to get worse before it gets better. You sit down with that problem kid, you have the talk, it's going to get worse. How dare, how dare you confront me, mom? How dare you confront me, dad? How dare you? Might be bad for a couple years. I don't wish that on anybody, you know what I'm saying? But what we have deceived ourselves into is that that improvement is always just happiness. That's always, where, where everybody leaves with a smile, there's always a smile. No, that's not reality. Now, it's gonna be better in the end, but sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. There's countless areas and examples of life. But it always ends good. It always ends good. God finds a way to get you to the promised land. So something cheap, go find, a, go find a, an Egyptian and just knock him off, it's not going to last. It's just, like a, it's just like the wrong kind of pill. It's not going to actually cure the thing. The cure was confronting Pharaoh. And over and over and over again, in this story, if you read it, it's it's ugly, and it's bloody, and I'm going to harden his heart, and it's going to be ugly, and there's going to be plagues, and we're getting to plagues soon, and it's going to be messy and messy. Fixing your life is messy, and that's okay. Guess what? That's where the fun is. Chris, this doesn't sound like fun to me. Trust me. I, I thought about saying this or not saying this. I think it is. I think life is an adventure. And if you don't have one challenge after another challenge after another challenge, you'll just die of boredom. Hmm? Everybody in this room has them, everybody. Everybody online, you have challenges. And what life is, is taking those things on. I pray for you two things today. One, courage to stop avoiding to start approaching courage. Two, I pray for an errand for you. Somebody that you would let in, that you will kiss at at the mountain of God as they kiss together, that you would trust, that loves you, that has a bag of Folgers in their car, will bring to you, will say to you, this is a new way, you can do this. I will shoulder this with you. Huh? That's a good thing. It's going through something. And uh, God's going to work it out for you. Now, we're going to sing a kind of a victory song at the end, but let's stand. We'll have a prayer together. Dear Lord, we thank you that you're with us and for us. And God, we know that sometimes in life, it's, it's hard to confront and it's hard to approach what's difficult in our life. But we pray you'll give us the courage. the confidence to do it we remember what jesus said he had to die and then resurrect that we had to carry our cross and then find life that's the pattern it gets worse before it gets better inspire us with hope today we pray in christ's name amen